All right, all well. It is 1.46 a.m. November 15th, 2021. Welcome to the cafe. I'm your host, Josh Cappuccino. And today we are going to be talking about nature versus nurture. You're probably thinking why at 1.46 in the morning and I'm thinking why not. And if you're here in some way, you feel exactly how I feel about it. So what is nature versus nurture? We may have a couple of young listeners who are not too in touch with the subject. But the idea, nature versus nurture, stems from what it's like when a person is born in a specific environment ecosystem, if you will, and how that environment versus the nurturement that individual receives while it grows, what the outcome is. For example, it's been said that a small child born in poverty in the slums of a city experiences oftentimes more than they should at the age that they are. And I guess I don't really have to tell you about the example. Let me stop there. I think I'll just go into the personal experience. Mine. See, I was born in the South Bronx in the 1990s. I was also born in the inner city projects Slums, if you will. Now, if any of you are from New York, you can attest to any borough that you're from. In New York, we have five. We have the Bronx. I'm going to say that first because that's where I'm from. We have Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Out of the five boroughs, we literally make New York what it is. But most people will often say and agree that the Bronx is like the dirty stepchild. You might also hear that for Staten Island. I don't know why, I just know it's a small island. Usually everybody knows everybody but the Bronx. It's often called the dirty stepchild of the five bros. Now, growing up in the Bronx was a challenge, as I'm sure all of my listeners may feel the start they had just the same. But there's something special about the Bronx too. See, it's it's a proving ground of sorts. When you get out of the Bronx, or if you never do and you, and you feel like it's home, you know that what you have there, you created there with blood, sweat, and tears, literally. But how does nature versus nurture apply to my story? Well, I was one of a total of three kids, born to a mother who was at the time addicted to drugs. In the 1990s, where the Bronx really was still recreating itself. You'll see in the 70s and 80s, 60s, the Bronx had a lot of vacant lots, a lot of empty space, a lot of uh, abandoned buildings. So in the 90s, you see us coming out of that, 
But you also see what it's like when you live in the projects, tenement buildings. Everybody on top of each other, and that's most people in New York because it's a crunched up city. But what you don't think about when you hear New York, you don't think about the after hours. You see, in the Bronx, it was a whole different place at night. You might think I'm crazy when I say this, but those streets, they had a curfew. You see, I learned this growing up. And that, exactly, that lesson, it changed my whole idea of the world. See, because the Bronx, in general, is such a small place if you put that in comparison to the rest of the world, right? And there are places far worse on the globe. But tell that to a child who's living in it, who's living in what they feel is one of the worst. Who knows they have to live by certain rules if they want to get home in one piece and alive with a pulse. See, when you're growing up to a mother who's addicted to the drugs, you're not living in some penthouse or, you know, you don't have very much money, especially when they already lived in the projects when they were active in their addiction. You'll see a lot of people who have money fall from grace because of drug use. But take a look at someone who's already in the shit, as we say, and watch them fall deeper into it over the course of their drug use. And that was my family. We saw a lot of things that at my age we could have dipped it out, let's just say that. But it grew me faster than I needed to. See, most kids had a childhood where they experienced things, they saw things, in, in a way I did in my own, my own way. But there was so much more that I experienced from a negative standpoint because of my environment. I grew up knowing half of the drug dealers in my building and while they looked out for me, when I was old enough, those were the same people trying to get me to get down with their establishment, selling drugs. Now, thankfully, I had enough sense to know that drugs only lead you to one of three places, jails, institutions, and death. And I learned that because at a certain point in my life, my mother did decide to get clean. And NA meetings taught me all these things. And so essentially I was raised in the, in the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous. And that also grew me. Because I had seen what drug use was doing to my mother. And I also seen what recovery could do as well. She wasn't the same mother she was when she was on drugs off of it. But there were different challenges presented after the drug use. Because for her... It was now trying to live with past trauma. And this is what drug use did, was help her escape past trauma, childhood trauma, her trauma. How does that relate to nature versus nurture? Well, I could say that she wasn't as nurturing as she could be because of her trauma, because she didn't get to heal from that trauma. And it's so important that when we're raising children, 
even if you don't have an active addiction or if you're not recovering from an addiction, it's so important that we try long before we ever create children to heal from past trauma in our own life. Because you may not think so, but if you don't, you pass that trauma on to your children. And there's this transference of anger for what you've gone through. And in some ways, you even take it out on your children. And I felt I was, in a lot of ways, a victim of that. A displacement of anger. See, my mother grew up with an understanding in her household that the boys, when she was growing up, were treated better than the girls. And so, naturally, because she didn't heal from that trauma, when she had me, my twin brother, and my sister, it was the opposite. The girls were treated better in the household, and the boys were ridden. It was only one girl, and so that made it worse because my sister was spoiled. And if she ever hears this podcast, she'll probably be upset, but if she doesn't think so, then that's exactly what a spoiled person would think. And I love my sister, but the truth is the truth. Me and my twin brother did a lot of the house chores. We got jobs at 13. We worked hard and we gave a good chunk of our money to my mother for whatever she needed it for, whether that be bills, toiletries, food. She oftentimes compared our money to that of tissue to wipe her ass with. (laughs) So... As you can see, um, it wasn't the most healthy family dynamic, but it was the only dynamic I knew. How does nature versus nurture come into my life personally? I grew up in a rough neighborhood. I grew up in a rough household, and the dynamic was insane. And so in my mind, every day was surviving. Every day. And when you live like that, when you live in a survival mode for days, months, years at a time, it's very hard to come out of that state. And it's hard to really know if if what you're doing is living because it surely doesn't feel that way half the time. See, I was surviving my surroundings, my environment, my family life, my day-to-day life, the routine, the hustle, the grind. It left me very little time to really feel like I was living. And then I had my own child in my early 20s. And I thought that I had done a lot of the, the work required to heal from trauma. I thought that I had paid the rent, but I didn't. I say this because... Loving my child wasn't the hard part. It was learning how to control my reaction to things that didn't go my way. And how this affects her directly in an indirect way. As at times she had to hear me argue, fuss, raise my voice at a young age. And so... At that time, I didn't really think about it until I realized 
that my past trauma was doing harm to her as well. You see, my daughter doesn't like to choose one person over the other. She tries to love those that she loves equally. So one night, when I asked her if she was afraid of her dad, and she said yes, it broke my heart. It broke my heart because every day I look at her and she is the reason for why I continue the process, why I get out of bed. And to feel like she could see me in the light of scarcity, to be fearful of me, when she's never going to be the source of my anger in my mind. And in my heart, I know that. But I knew then I needed to really get to work on healing some trauma. Because if my daughter, at the young age that she was at the time that I asked this question, could answer honestly, then I needed to be genuine about this work. And I needed to make sure that that nature versus nurture was a positive outcome for her because it wasn't apparently for me. I nurtured her, but I wasn't creating an environment for her where she felt safe. And that was the issue. The way I handled disappointment, the way I handled problems needed to change. So I started talking to people who had children. I started talking to people in relationships. I started talking to literally anybody who I felt was in a better situation than myself. I joined communities. I made podcasts like this. And uh, I met a lot of people that I really related to. And I let some things off my chest. And that's the reason why I started a podcast like this. See, the Night Owls Cafe is essentially the place where I wanted to be able to expel these thoughts, feelings, and emotions so that I could pay the rent. And what I mean by pay the rent is, is do the healing necessary on myself to better my situation, to better my life, to better those involved in that. And long before I made this podcast, I was already doing that. So I've come to a place now where I feel like I really do have a clearer picture in a lot of ways about where I want to go with the path I'm taking on the healing, right? On the aspect of healing. And, um, and I'm content with the healing that's gone on thus far. See, I'm not healed yet, right? 31 years of life, and I'm smart enough, aware enough to know that too much has happened to say all the trauma is all gone. No, there's still some there, but I've come to a place in my path where I can understand all of my angles. I can look at myself and know what kind of day I've had and be honest with myself about whether I've really given the effort this time around 
to do it right, to do it genuinely? And the answer is yes. And in moving myself out of the environment I grew up in and gave 30 years of my life to, I feel like I've come to a place, a crossroads even, where I can either leave what was behind or understand that it's a part of my journey. It just no longer has to be a part of my story. And I can go to the next page with a clean conscience. Remember, I said I have 31 years walking this earth, but I gave 30 to my past. Before I moved out of my environment and my child out of that environment and started fresh someplace else. And today, only a few months into that journey, I can tell you that it feels good. The peace of mind is the most important part for me. Because the inner city is, is a fast pace. And yes, I could keep up. But there were no breaks. No time to really release. No time to really be with family. It was just about the check, the bread, the rent. And that's no place to, to really leave your, your spirit and your mind in for long periods of time, as I did. So to have that quiet, to not have to hear a siren go by every single day, to not be so full of worry when I walk out about whether or not I'm going to get back. Because even though I can handle myself there, just... So many things that can end you, well handled or not. I feel safe in the environment I'm in now, and I know my child feels safe. For me, that's the most important thing. That's how you know you've, you've tried to grow, you know. Um, it's in taking active steps in the other direction, in the road you haven't traveled. And um, I'm happy right now with the decisions I've made. It's important that we reflect every day on whether we're doing enough, whether we've paid the rent, done the work genuinely. And are we going on the road less traveled? Or are we sticking to the path we always have? I guess if I leave you with a question today is where is your peace? And an even better question that I feel like will lighten it all up. When you look out your window, do you see your paradise? When you look into the mirror, are you okay with who's staring back? Because if the answer is no, change the scenery and go wash up that reflection. I hope that did something for you because that has definitely done a lot for me. And I'll leave it there.
Thank you for your first night at the cafe. I hope to hear you all back soon.